0: Black Americans are significantly less likely to receive the best stroke care compared with white patients. According to new research from the University of Georgia, black stroke patients are less likely to get two gold standard treatments after strokes that slash the risk of death and lead to better health outcomes, researchers found. This is PulseCheck. I'm Lauren Gardner. Public Citizen asked FDA regulators on Tuesday to strengthen the risk warning on the labels of Botox and similar products. The nonprofit urged the FDA to emphasize the risk of systemic botulism from the injections in new and repeat patients receiving them for both therapeutic and cosmetic reasons. Symptoms include muscle weakness, double vision, drooping eyelids, and difficulty swallowing and breathing. The Department of Health and Human Services on Tuesday named the first five organizations that can join its nationwide health data sharing initiative. HHS's goal for the project is to bolster patient care by allowing providers to have a longer-term picture of patients' medical history, enhancing research, and ensuring patients have easy access to their health records. And... The House voted on Tuesday to reauthorize the 2018 law providing treatment for opioid use disorder as the nation's fatal rate remains high. Politico Global Health reporter Carmen Pon joins me to explain what the Support Act would permit. Hey, Carmen. Thanks for being here.
1: Hi, Lauren. Thank you for having me.
0: So the House voted on Tuesday to reauthorize the Support Act to help counter opioid use in the U.S. What exactly does the bill entail?
1: It was a big moment for people who have been advocating for this bill to be reauthorized. So it was first approved in 2018. It was seen as a landmark piece of legislation at the time. And there was a lot of hope that it would help turn around the opioid crisis. And in the five years since, things have actually only gotten worse, mostly because the prescription opioids that people were using back in 2018, or they were abusing, have been replaced by illegal illicit fentanyl, which is a very strong synthetic opioid, mostly used in hospitals, but used on the streets by people illegally. And that has been driving record high number of drug overdose deaths in the last few years. So the Support Act reauthorizes many grant programs, providing funding for opioid treatment center, providing funding for training first responders, for training healthcare workers to take care of people who have a substance use Disorder and particularly an opioid use disorder. It also brings new things on the table. So, there's this debate about the need for access to care and the fact that there are so many options all the time for people who have a substance use disorder. So, one of the things that the bill does is allowing states an option to treat people with a substance use disorder in a mental health facility for a limited amount of time for about a month. Typically, states now have to obtain a waiver to do that, and this is basically due to a long-standing rule barring states from using Medicaid dollars to pay for people to be treated in a mental health hospital, because when this was first passed in 1965, mental health hospitals had a bad reputation, so the federal government didn't want to pay for it. Now, this would change, and lawmakers who argued for this change said that this would allow people who really need to get that inpatient care to have access to it for a limited amount of time.
0: You mentioned how new opioid substances have grown in use since this law was first passed in 2018. What exactly does this latest iteration do to address some of those substances?
1: Sure. So one of the substances that we've seen appearing in the illicit drug supply lately is a veterinary drug called xylazine, also known as trank And that is not an opioid, but is being mixed with fentanyl to deadly effect because we have a, a drug that could reverse an overdose of fentanyl and that is naloxone but the combination with xylazine make it harder to reverse because there's not yet any approved drug to reverse an overdose of xylazine. so what lawmakers did was schedule this veterinary drug while trying to make sure that veterinarians who need it for legal purposes still have access to it but to schedule it as a control substance so then people who are trying to distribute it and to sell it illegally as a drug could be held accountable for that and there's also There's also a big debate about the need for more research into this drug was never approved for use in people. And one of the side effects that it has, if it doesn't kill you, is leaving this horrible wounds on people's bodies that is basically rotten flesh. So the medical community and experts and researchers are still trying to understand the mechanism by which the drug does that to people's bodies.
0: The Senate Help Committee is also holding a markup on a reauthorization bill. What are the biggest differences between the Senate's bill and the House's measure?
1: Indeed. And this markup in the Senate Health Committee has been long overdue. The House had its vote on it on the floor and the Senate Health Committee just got to it. Now, the biggest difference, as I saw, was on the focus of the bills. Most of the amendments that passed in the Senate Health Committee were really focused on dealing with prescription opioids, making sure that the FDA incentivizes the pharmaceutical companies, for example, to come up with non-opioid options for people who needed to treat their pain whether caused by chronic condition or by a surgery. And really, it wasn't as focused on fentanyl and xylazine and on giving people new treatment options as the House bill was.
0: And what are the prospects for this legislation making it to President Biden's desk?
1: It's a good question. It definitely has bipartisan support on both sides of Congress. Obviously, we have had a record number of drug overdose deaths in the US in the last two years. The CDC estimates that about 110,000 people died of a drug overdose in 2022. So it's a crisis. It's a big priority for many lawmakers. And it is a priority for the Biden administration to make sure that people with substance use disorders, and in this case, opioid use disorders, have access to treatment when they need it and they're taken care of and, and support it to be in long-term recovery. So I think it has high chances to make it to the president's desk. What the final form will be, given the differences between the two bills on the two sides of Congress, is I guess everyone's guess at this point.
0: All right. Well, thanks so much, Carmen, for running through that with us.
1: Thank you, Lauren. And that's
0: our show. Our music is by the mysterious Brickmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for Pulse Check. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Vantine, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Lauren Gardner. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day and subscribe to our newsletters, where you can read this recording. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.